selling slack, selling, selling slack, selling slack, selling, selling slack, selling slack, selling, selling slack, memento, buying the block back, selling slack, selling, selling slack, selling slack, selling, selling slack, selling slack, selling, selling slack, memento, buying the block back. Hey Sacramento, happy new year, happy new year everyone. It is Agent Key on 97.5 FM and we are selling Sacramento. The first show of this new year. (laughs) Hey, happy to be back and gosh, I am so excited. I know I always say I'm excited. Well, uh, full disclosure, I had a white mocha latte double shot about half hour ago so i'm gonna breathe y'all um because i'm kind of up there i'm i'm a little yeah (laughs) my engineer dosty he's laughing so if i get overexcited just be like girl calm down so we are also on facebook on selling sacramento on the radio hey you guys i see you there hey y'all so um, if you hear me saying, hey, somebody, that's because I'm referencing them because they are watching us. We are live right now and selling Sacramento on the radio. And remember, you can always, if you just want to have the conversation about real estate, whether or not you should buy or sell, or you just want to map out a plan to help get you there, call our home ownership, our, our home buyer hotline at 916 916- Five zero nine seventy one hundred nine one six five zero nine seventy one hundred. Hey, Mr. Hannibal, I see you there, sir, watching us on Facebook Live. So, gonna get right down to today's topics. We are in the year twenty twenty. It's a new decade. There's a lot happening. This is a um, an election year, everyone. It's an election year. So, on this show. I'm going to bring you guests and information to prepare you to be an informed voter as it pertains to issues relating to real estate. This morning I had the pleasure of attending a press conference at the state capitol where the president of the Sacramento, Hawaii, NAACP, not Sacramento, California, and Hawaii, NAACP, Miss Alice Huffman spoke with other uh, officials about Proposition 13. And Proposition 13 is a tax, property tax uh, proposition that was put in place that limits the amount of property tax that you can be taxed on your property. And it's around 1%. And there are individuals who are looking to increase that tax. Now I have to tell you, When you become a homeowner, your property tax bill becomes a part of your monthly mortgage. It is already a challenge for minorities in particular to get a foot in the real estate market when it comes to purchasing. So if you are thinking about buying, it's going to become even harder if they are allowed to increase that property tax uh, bill, that percentage. We don't want that to happen. That is a, a, I call it a Trojan horse method. And uh, the reason I call it a Trojan horse method is because when it goes on the ballot, they're going to title it in a way where you are being hoodwinked or bamboozled into thinking that it's going to be a tax increase on real estate 
to help with schools or homelessness or something like that. Now, you all know, how many times have we gone to the ballots and voted for a tax increase to help schools, to help our roads? What are the current conditions of our schools? What are the current conditions of our roads? So where is the money going? We must wake up. We are running out of time. When, when you have an opportunity to go to the ballot box and vote, this is where you speak against things like this. But the only way to get past the Trojan horse part of it is to be more informed. Don't be a 30-second soundbite citizen this season. And what do I mean by a 30-second soundbite citizen? You're getting your information off social media or from the news media in 30-second soundbite increments. And you're walking away and thinking, that's the Bible. You have to go further than what you're hearing. You got to get both sides of the coin. You definitely don't want to be, um, this is not a time to be a Democrat. This is not a time to be a Republican. This is a time to seek the truth for matters that are affecting us directly in our community that are going to impact us in a way that's going to help us level up as a people. I got to calm down, y'all. It's the caffeine. It's the caffeine. All right. So so that's what we're going to talk about um, today a little bit. Actually, I'm talking about it right now. The other part of the show, I have a, a wonderful special guest with me today, you all. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. She's right here in the studio with me, and I'm so excited. If you are on Facebook Live, you can see her. If you're not, you're going to have to wait until after the break. But before we get into that, so I just wanted to give you that heads up that that proposition is coming down the line. Get ready for it. Vote to keep Proposition 13 as it is. So whatever way they shape it or form it, you just need to know that if you are looking to be a homeowner, you don't want that tax going up because what could have been a hundred dollar attachment to your monthly mortgage mortgage could end up being an additional 200 or 300 depending on how much they want to increase that tax so we don't want to see that happen hey miss bridget hi Lori. hey jamie i see them all on facebook live thank you all for tuning in thank you all for tuning in so again we are now in the year 2020 it's a new we are in a new decade a new decade so 100 years ago, Sacramento, I just want to talk a, just a tiny bit about um, building Sacramento during the 1920s. And I'm going to read straight from an article because I want to paint a picture of what it was like in the 20s right here in Sacramento so that you can have something to connected with, you know, to compare it to as we are living in Sacramento now in 2020. So this is an article straight from the Sacramento Bee, and it says building boom during the roaring 20s in Sacramento. Sacramento boomed during the 1920s with sounds of jackhammers, cranes, and other construction equipment. And it says that Sacramento stood second in the list of cities of the United States in the per capita valuation of building permits in 1922 in comparison with the building program of 21. So the building permits 
increased from $71 to $136. That's for building permits. So Sacramento was really booming, booming so much so the city took advantage of that boom by increasing the cost of building permits. Uh, let's see, the, the possible causes we may mention, the relative demand for residential, office, and other buildings, the character, quality of new buildings, the variation in the methods of financing the buildings, and the rates of interest charged on the buildings. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit more about that, but I want to stop before I get into it to say that this building boom, and you've all, if you've been listening to this show for any length of time, you heard me talk about Oak Park at one point. Blacks and Asians, but right before the 20s, played an inter integral, integral part, mm -hmm. is that the correct mm -hmm. way to pronounce that, in building the downtown area. Mm -hmm. I want that to marinate. Before the boom, Blacks and Asians and Hispanics were the work, working force that built the railroads, the roads, the buildings that ran the um, factories or the production of a lot of these uh, businesses that caused, they literally built the infrastructure of downtown Sacramento. And then they got the boot. They got the boot. Blacks were moved and pushed into the Oak Park area. Hispanics were pushed into the, what is the area? The East Sacramento area. There you go. Yeah. East Sac. That mm -hmm. was the voice of my special guest. <laughs> <laughs> and and so the, the idea that that was allowed to happen, those types of transitions to us as a people kept us pressed down economically and and pushed back and would cause situations, domino effects. Uh, redlining happened soon after that, blockbusting, the inability to buy real estate, to buy homes where we wanted in the places that were growing financially. We could not buy downtown. We got pushed out downtown. Now, you just heard me say that they increased the price of building permits because they saw the boom. They saw the demand. They saw the ability to make money. But they shut us out time and time again from having the ability to increase our wealth 100 years ago. Tell me what has changed. Proposition 13. I'm just going to plant the seed again. They're trying to increase that to, to make money, saying that it's gonna go towards one thing, but we already know that our government and elected officials don't keep the promises they make. They do not keep the promises they make. And we as a people with our voting power, we need to speak up and stand up at the ballot box. With that being said, I want to talk about, and I'm excited about something that our company, uh, Matthews and Company Realty Group, is doing in conjunction with uh, several other groups. I can't announce who they are just yet because we are still, uh, we're tying everything up. But I will say this, that 
Mark your calendars for February 28th and 29th because we are going to host a two-day home ownership academy. And it's going to be, I don't even want to give the name of it because there's stuff out there already. And if you Google it, you'll pull stuff up before it's time. But I want you to mark those dates, February 28th and 29th. At this academy, it's going to be a two-day event where we will have a guest speaker. We are going to train you on budgeting and becoming debt-free, down payment assistance and grant programs, as well as credit restoration. There, We are going to serve you and we are going to help you we're going to hold your hand and walk you through the process of home ownership not just for those two days but it is an academy so it will be a six month long process after those two days are up where we're going to hold you those of you who want to become homeowners and we need to map out a plan and fix some things we're going to be there to help you when we come back from our break I'm going to introduce our special guest, so stick around. You are listening to 97.5 FM, Selling Sacramento, and I am Agent Key. pleasures in life is found when you can express yourself. Empowering, educating, educating, and encouraging sisters everywhere. This is Today's Black Woman with Jennifer Kim. Every now and then I like to take my journal and write freely, uninhibited, and without reserve. It's in this total abandon that I find the power that it comes from expressing my true self, what I really think, who I really am, what I really want out of life. Can I recommend that you do the same, even today? As progressive, busy women, it's very hard to express ourselves. Will people understand? Will they accept? Will they be okay with how I really feel? I know it's a challenge, baby, but the more we store up all of our real 
thoughts and real feelings and real displeasure and never get it out, the closer we come to being in real danger of losing our authenticity. Stay authentic, ladies. Express yourself today. This is Today's Black Woman. I'm Jennifer Kidd. Selling slack, selling, selling slack. Selling slack, selling, selling slack. Selling slack, selling, selling slack. Buying the block back. Hey everyone, we are back and we're back with a special guest. It is 2020. We uh, Before we left to go uh, on break, I was talking a little bit about Proposition 13 and the tax uh, proposition that tops off the tax for real estate at about 1% and talking a little bit about the history of Sacramento where we were 100 years ago and how it was a building boom during that time, how African-Americans and Asians, minorities in particular, helped build the infrastructure of downtown Sacramento and were pushed out around the, the boom of Sacramento 100 years ago. And not much has changed 100 years from now. And so my guest today is Miss Brenda Darcel Harris Lee of Cal Events. Hey, Miss Brenda. Hello, Miss Keisha. Nice to be here. <laughs> she's so <Glad>. beautiful, you <laughs> all. If you're watching on Facebook Live, you'll see her. But she's beautiful inside and out, and she is a wealth of information. I feel a very kindred spirit with her from the very first time, time that we met, we met. Yes. yeah <laughs> just just an awesome person to be around awesome spirit awesome energy and so i'm excited to have her on the show today because as i said she's a wealth of information and cal events cal events mm-hmm. does tours not just in sacramento but all around the state of california she she's a very humble lady <laughs> but she knows some folks, y'all. <laughs> she has hosted lots of companies, lots of big companies, lots of big wigs. She's somebody. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited that she moved her schedule around for me today. And um, I know she had to pull some magic tricks <laughs> to get here. So I'm hoping that you all will uh, get something out of today's show because we're going to ask her to share the information that she knows about blacks in the Sacramento area and our history and our contributions here. There's information that I think you all need to know. And so let's start, Miss Brenda, by talking a little bit about your business and who you are, how you got started. Sure. Thank you, Keisha, for having me. I really appreciate it. It's it's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. And I just love the fact that you are educating our public on um, who we were and who we are and what we need to do Mm -hmm. um, as African-Americans to really gain economically and otherwise. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was, um, well, first, let me just tell you a little bit about myself and Cal Events. I, um, oh, wow, let's see. I bought Cal Events, the company, which has been around since 1973. Mm -hmm. I bought it in 2016. Mm. Um, My husband passed in 2015. I retired from being CEO of California Black Health Network and decided to take us some time off and say, okay, what do I want to do with the rest of my life? 
And I said, I want to do something that's fun, that I really enjoy. And what do what is that? I love to talk. Mm-hmm. And I love mixing and mingling with people. And I love to travel. And I love it when somebody else pays for it. Perfect combination. <laughs> yes. And so, ah, tour agent, the tour director came, <laughs> yeah. came to mind. So, yeah, Cal Events um, happened to be for sale. And we worked out a deal. I bought the company. And um, I had a meeting planning background. So we kind of mix not just doing tours, but making them events and making them experiences that people will not forget. Right. And so we now do tours not only in Sacramento, but around the state, as you said, and we do um, international tours. Right. So this year we're going to be going to Spain in October and we're going to be going to Cuba in December. Okay. So we're excited about this. So I had the opportunity to hitch a ride on one of the tours you did with the JCPenney corporate folks. That's right. That's right. And, um, how can I get down with the Spain tour? Like, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk that about later. that one. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. But um, we, you know, when I bought the company, um, the guy that I bought it from, he said, I think you can take this to the next level. And that's what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I think is important is that no matter who we're doing a tour for, we share the history of African Americans because it's the only way the story's going to get out there. Right. And as you were talking about what happened here 100 years ago, one of the things that I don't think a lot of people know about is that the pioneers of this city were African-Americans. Right. Um, You know, there was this. No, I did not know until I heard you say that. Right. Right. And there was this great migration between world, the end of World War Two and um, well, actually, Yeah, right after the end of World War II was when the Great Migration happened. Mm -hmm. But between 1880 and 1940, those were settling years Mm -hmm. in Sacramento. And there were a lot of African-American freed slaves Mm -hmm. that helped to build this city. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't know this, but there was a a family that came here, the the Monroe Gooch family, Mm -hmm. that came here in the 1800s, in 1848. Mm -hmm. That family came here as slaves. They were brought here by their slave owners. Mm. After they got here and and, uh, California was made a free state, Mm -hmm. they were freed slaves. They they settled up in Coloma. Mm -hmm. Now, what they did, once they settled, once they were free and they settled, they started to to build and to work. And they were able to buy 80 acres of land. Wow. They took those 80 acres, they planted them. And they had pear, pear uh, orchards and yeah. fruit orchards and all kinds of foods. They then made money from that, and they bought more acres, 320 more acres. Wow. They continued to buy acres all, this, all that time. Mm-hmm. And even the land that Sutter's Mill sits on or wow. sat on, mm-hmm. they, the Gooch, Monroe Gooch family owned um, that land. Wow. They used to bring people there to see the mill, and they got paid to... Uh, for tour by tourist and most people don't know this and so the land that Sutter got he got it from the Gooch Monroe family isn't that something it's amazing and so this family um you know how history does with African Americans it's kind of sad Mm -hmm. they um they really haven't been talked about right but when I do tours up there Mm -hmm. I always tell them about the Monroe Gooch family Mm. because they had oh I forgot to mention when they were brought here as slaves, they were made to leave their three-year-old son back in um, Missouri. Um, they came without the son. Once they were freed, they raised the money to buy their Their son had been sold. They found him. They 
they uh, raised the money, they brought him here. Mm-hmm. So the son grew up here, but it was years later. He, remember, they left him at three years old. Mm-hmm. He was almost grown when he got here. Oh, wow. So they bought freedom for him, his wife, and their children. Wow. And they had nine children. Wow. So those kids grew up in Coloma. And they were here until the last one died in 1963. Wow. And so that family had a presence up there. They actually, uh, you know, Mr. Marshall worked for uh, Sutter. Mm -hmm. And Mr. Marshall is buried up on a hill in Coloma. Mm -hmm. Well, it was the Gooch Monroe family that helped to build his grave, dig his grave, build it, and built the monument to him. A black family up in Coloma. And many slaves came to California in the 1800s, freed slaves, because they were looking, I'm sorry, not just freed, but those that escaped as well, because they were looking for a way to get money so they thought they could find gold Mm -hmm. so they could buy their freedom. Mm. So there was an influx of Mm -hmm. African and African-Americans. That was an enticement. Yes, here, so that they could get money to buy their freedom. Wow. So, yeah, there was quite a presence. And even what people don't know, too, is even in San Francisco, Union Square was named Union Square because that's where the Union soldiers camped out because there was really a fight, even though we weren't actively engaged in the Civil War, there was a fight to keep California free. Mm -hmm. And so the Union soldiers were here as part of that. And on the Capitol grounds behind the Capitol, there is a um, a grove of trees and plants, many of which came from the South, mm-hmm. where there is a monument to those who fought to keep California free. Oh. It's called the Civil Rights Memorial, and it's right there behind the Capitol. Did we see that? No, we, we didn't do that one that oh, day. We didn't do that one that day. But yeah, so there's quite a history, yeah. quite a presence. And if you look at downtown, um, as you mentioned, there were there were all these folk who helped to build the infrastructure. Well, there is. Um, the historic cemetery, Sacramento Historic Cemetery, right right there at 1000 Broadway, at the foot of Broadway. Mm -hmm. Many of our pioneers are buried there. There is actually a tour that I haven't done it, but that someone else does Mm -hmm. that um, goes through the cemetery and points out who the people are, who the pioneers are that were buried there. There were barbers, there were businessmen, there were activists, there were um, the re- members of the Republican Party, because of course, then the Republican right. Party was fighting and championing for our rights. Right, and so that was when blacks were Republicans. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And there, and another thing that's kind of interesting. I'm just going to refer to my notes here. Um, there was a group called the West. Let me make sure I get this right, because this is a really important piece. It was called the West End Group, mm-hmm. and the West End Group, they they lived. Um, in the part in that oak near oak park Mm -hmm. but it was the west end group made up of people from mostly churches um uh that helped to build sacramento and helped to fight for our rights Mm -hmm. they were fighting for blacks to actually be able to testify in court we couldn't do that right yeah yeah so yeah there's this all this history that nobody talks about right and it just it's kind of sad that we don't know our own history and that's why for my company, it's important that I share that. I do I a ton that. of student tours every year, mm-hmm. and I always make sure the students know not only our history, but Chinese history. I mean, we fought alongside the Chinese right, for our right. rights, because even though they built the Transcontinental Railroad, and it could not have happened without them, mm-hmm. they were pushed and relegated into a certain part of Sacramento. Right. That part of Chinatown downtown, mm-hmm. they were told they had to live there and nowhere right. else. Yeah. And Blacks and Chinese were considered to be threats, mm-hmm. and so they were they were constantly pushed down, right. pushed down, and yeah. kept economically 
disadvantaged. And I really appreciate the fact that you are using your business. You you your business entertains people from and businesses from all levels, people from all, all walks the of world. life. Yeah. Yeah, we've had people from um I have done people from the Ukraine. Mhm people from Estonia, mm. uh, which is near Russia. I've had groups from Switzerland and Sweden. Um, and then we have people from all over the United States. I actually have a tour going on tomorrow. And those people are from, um, oh, what's the name of the country? It's somewhere in the, in the, nor- in the uh, near Norway. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we get people from all over. I and- was surprised that um, on the tour that I was on with the J.C. Penney's folks, that though, that group was out of Texas. I can't remember. They were actually all over. Some of oh, them were from right. Texas. Yeah, the majority of It's that called were... the J.C. Penney Retirement Club. Yeah. And so we do, yeah, we do tours for them. And they Lots were from all over the United States. white folks. White folks. That's okay. right. That's so right. <laughs> I was surprised. I, I got to say, I was initially like, oh, you know. Yeah, yeah. But when I got there, they were so warm yes. and open and yeah. inviting and talkative yeah. and it was myself and Vince my the That's co-host right. from the the show that we do on the internet and Vince is a black gentleman you know and but they embraced us they did. They and did. not only did they embrace us but the information that you were sharing especially when you shared about minorities and our contribution in the history throughout mm-hmm. that area they were the things they were saying about you they loved you they (laughs) were so excited to hear the information they were like oh my gosh (laughs) we don't have this where we come from and you know we should we got a capital where we are we don't even go visit our capital you know Mm -hmm. but they were really engaged in the message and and the way that you gave the information Mm. some of them were like holding their hearts and Mm -hmm. gasping and ah because you were informing them, you know, um, and I'm assuming they they're coming with whatever biases they may or may mm-hmm. not have. But that day they walked away with a greater knowledge and a greater sense of respect. Well, you know, it's so interesting that you're saying that, Keisha, because um, I did two, three tours year before last from Nashville to Memphis to Jackson, Mississippi to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And the people on the bus, I thought, oh boy, Mm -hmm. because they were mostly from the central part of the United States. Mm. I said, and this was a 10 day tour. And I said, oh, this is gonna be interesting. (sighs) But they were eating it up. I was sharing with them civil war and civil rights history, because where are we? We're in the heart of it, going on that route. And I had some people, when we stopped at Dr. King's Memorial in Memphis, I had people come off the bus, come up to me, hug me and cry and say, I didn't know. We didn't know. There were people literally that mm-hmm. were 60 and 70 years old that did not know or understand mm-hmm. the history of the civil rights movement or of mm-hmm. Dr. King mm-hmm. or of the things that happened along that highway Can I that we were traveling to, on. I'd like to speak to that because I've been hearing just different things lately from one of the things that I think we need to understand as a people is that the media, there's a reason why they call it TV programming, radio mm-hmm. station programming. <laughs> It's programming. That's right. They, they schedule in advance the message that they want to convey, that they want you to understand as a truth, That's whether right. it's the truth or not. And the majority of time, the, the way that you de- decipher whether or not it's truth is how it affects you, I guess, or mm-hmm. impacts you. So 
with these messages that have been coming out, with the way that blacks are portrayed in the media or have been portrayed, that's changing a lot due to a lot of the, um, I, I think just the, the, what would we say, the boldness and the, I don't know, the times. Mm -hmm. just, and the pioneers that have gone before us. Definitely those that have gone before yes. us because we are no longer marching for a right to be able to sit at a counter and eat. But at the same time, we are we're not taking advantage right? because we're waiting on somebody else to come and save us. And yep. I think we've got to get out of that mindset of thinking that the government is our friend. Mm -hmm. And I'm not trying to be... Um, What's it called? Uh, what's that political? group? Oh, yeah, I'm not a political no, 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 person. I'm no. not trying to be Black Pantherish. <laughs> I'm just trying to say that we need to look at each other as humans, as humanity yeah. versus color. And if we look at things in that nature, then we we should be able to see the rights and wrongs, the wrongs that are being imposed on other people. And it's important that we know our history in order to do that. And that you know, we have we I think that we forget that we were proud uh, descendants of kings and queens. Mm -hmm. That we have had people in this country in in America that were slaves or were descendants of slaves who were proud people mm -hmm. and built businesses. Mm -hmm. You know, look at Black Wall Street. It was burned down. Right. There are lots of uh, Rosewood. There yeah. are other places that were burned down or Rosewell. And I think that in sharing, for me, when I looked at this business and what I could do, it was, this is my little contribution to helping people become more aware. Mm -hmm. if, if you're non-black, then you're becoming more aware of our history and why we feel, why African-Americans feel the way they feel right. about a lot of issues. Mm -hmm. But if you are black, it's also you looking at your history and saying, okay, I can do this. Right. Because look because at who came before, before me. We've done it before. Yes. And we had, I mean, when I look at my father, my own father is mm -hmm. almost 93. Mm -hmm. And when he tells me the stories of, what he went through growing mm -hmm. up in, um, he was from California, but say, he talk lived. Talk about your father. Okay. I know, but yeah. tell everybody else. My dad was born in California, but he went to live in Hot Springs, Arkansas when he was just a child. And he lived with his aunt and uncle there. And he went through serious, serious racism. And so he knew what it was like to really experience drinking at a, at a colored water fountain mm -hmm. or where he couldn't go certain places but even when he came back at 16 mm -hmm. to Los Angeles he um he there were things he couldn't do and as a grown man with a young family me and my sister dad would go to work early in the mornings um he worked at the post office then and he would be stopped by policemen who would make him lie prone on the ground in front of his call children. him the n-word mm -hmm. and say what are you doing out here on the street and he had to go through stuff like that. He went to the police station to report it. And they said, yeah, right. OK, fine. But don't come back here again mm -hmm. or you'll be in trouble. Mm -hmm. And so he rose in spite of all that. He rose. He helped to put his three sisters through school. He um, raised us, my sister and myself. And he was a he ended up being the president and CEO of a major credit union in Los Angeles, mm. a $320 million credit union. Mm -hmm. I mean, the man is pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. And he reads a book. He still reads a book a week, you know, and how old is at, he? at 93 years at 93, old. 93, still learning. But he always told us, 
you're you can do it mm-hmm. you are just as good if not better than anybody else right. you can do it it's a matter of educating yourself working hard and being willing to do right. it right and we never allowed racism to stop us from right. doing anything right and i think that's a message that we have to take forward mm-hmm. and on that note do i have time to share yeah, yeah. okay uh, we gotta look at those okay okay yes. <laughs> so i it brings me to a woman that i just admire so so much i get full thinking about her But there's a woman in Sacramento by the name of Thelma Scott Skillman. Mm -hmm. And Thelma um, is the person who was the founding president of Folsom Lake College out in Folsom. Mm -hmm. Now, this woman has um, not only did she have her Ph.D., but she has two master's degrees as well from the University of California. And she was the vice chancellor for all the community colleges in the state of California. Mm. The chancellor asked her to go out to Folsom and to build this community college. Mm-hmm. Well, when that when she went out there and I saw it because I went to visit her, there was one bungalow, a trailer actually. Mm-hmm. And that's all that was there. Mm-hmm. And now if you look if you if any of you in the audience right. have been out to Folsom, you know that college campus is one of the most beautiful college right. campuses, not only in Sacramento, mm-hmm. but in the state across the region region. Mm -hmm. and it is one of the most technologically adept colleges and she is the reason Mm. she oversaw every single building on that campus right then the last thing she did was she built the harris performing arts center which was called three stages Uh and if you go out there to anything that's being any of the entertainment um opportunities there's a, a theater inside that complex named after her. Nice. But it's so interesting because I went on the, on Folsom Lake College's website last night knowing I was going to do this show. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to see what they said about her mm-hmm. on the part that says about us. Yeah. And there's all this history. There are pictures of her, but there was one little picture that just says that she's the founding president and one little picture that says the year she retired. Wow. That's it. That's it. And so here that... it is, a black woman. And I'm telling you, because I was there the day that she was going over the blueprints for the Performing Arts Center. Mm-hmm. That was her vision. Mm-hmm. Building that was her vision. Right. She oversaw every single piece of it, including the sound system, the lighting. She recruited the guy who was is the, the general manager for the theater. From, right, she right. recruited him from the uh, center in... Um, uh, down near Modesto, okay, the Gall- Gallo Center, I think it's called. I mean, so she, she managed oversaw the entire project. all of it, and, and her name is on a plaque on the buildings, but mm-hmm. they don't talk about her on but the website. But that's very common. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. very common, not just here, but just all over yeah. the United States that's to right. suppress our contributions. That's right, and there are a lot of them. That's why I have a piece I do on Facebook called. Um, Know your history, tell your story. Mm-hmm. So every time I get pieces of, of, of information about people who've accomplished or created mm-hmm. or invented, I put it on Facebook and I say, know your nice. history, tell your story. Nice. Same thing with our tours. I always tell people, I want the kids especially, mm-hmm. know your history. Know about this city and who the people were that helped to build it. Right. And with, with the suppressing of us knowing who we are, that's why it's really indicative that we yes. research ourselves. Yes. It, you know, it's, I, I did not know a lot that I know about black history now had I not gone to college and taken um, mm-hmm. African-American studies. Mm-hmm. Which we didn't, when I was growing up, I'm a lot older than you, and when I was growing up in California, we didn't get any of that. Most of what I learned, I ended up learning 
when I moved to Nashville mm -hmm. about our history and our mm -hmm. ancestors. Mm -hmm. We didn't have it in the schools here. Right. And really, even today, it's not, it doesn't get the focus. Right. That, that it deserves. Other, yeah. That and you know, I don't gets. think that, I think it's necessary to have specific classes about specific um, ethnicities, but we, I think that the history books just need an overhaul. They need a truth overhaul. That's right. If That's you tell right. the truth in the history books, you don't have to have a separate class. But if you tell the truth in the history books, blacks come out on top and, and whites don't necessarily come out all that shiny. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I, you know, I really, I love everybody equally. I do too. But I do too. But you still want to, you want, we want our history to yes. shine too. We want people to know about yes. the folk that, that Don't relegate us, us to the back, you know, yeah. and, and this is a real estate show. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you can't talk about real estate no. without talking about everything that goes along with it. I mean, because look at we, the Gooches. Yes. <laughs> that was all about the, real you estate. You need the finances, <laughs> you need the, the education, you need the, the credit, and all of these things go to, to help um, undergird the fact that we can be homeowners mm -hmm. and not just homeowners. Mm -hmm. We can own a lot more. We can own a piece of the pie. We should own a piece of the pie. We have to own a piece of the pie. Right. We need to take, we need to do these things so that we can take responsibility for uplifting our community. Last night I looked at a, um, a video that uh, um, Tyler Perry made mm -hmm. um, when he accepted the award um, last year, I think it was. And one of the things he talked about was crossing over. He said he told the story of his mom and how mm -hmm. um, uh, you know difficult it was for them, and how he al she always taught him to reach out and help other people. Mm -hmm. And he helped this guy cross the street. Nobody he was standing on the corner. Nobody would help him, mm -hmm. but he helped the guy cross the street. He helped him cross over, and he said. It is up to us to always cross over. We are supposed to reach back, help someone else cross over. Right. And he said this um, um, studio that he built in uh -huh. Georgia, it was owned by Confederate soldiers. Mm. It was a place where Confederate wow. soldiers actually Have camped. you seen the video of the, his studio? Yes. Oh, it's yeah. It's beautiful. amazing. And he said... They were trying to keep black folks down. Yeah. Now one black man owns it. The oh, whole, the whole yes. thing. And, you know? and more. Because he crossed over. And that's what all of us have to do. I'm I'm hoping that one day this business, I will sell it to another African-American mm -hmm. who's younger. And she will carry it on. <laughs> the you same know, tradition. The same traditions. And that's what I hope more and more of us will do is look at how can we help others yeah. to achieve what we have and do better? I appreciate that mm -hmm. sentiment, and I'm hoping that everyone else listening does as well. And I hope to one day actually go and visit. No, I am going to one day visit the there Tyler Perry Studios. Yes, me too. Because they are awesome. <laughs> I'm there, Tyler, if you're listening. Absolutely. You have been listening to 97.5 FM KDEE Selling Sacramento with my host, Miss, with my guest host, Miss <laughs> <laughs> Brenda Darcel Harris-Lee. And we will be right back after this break.
Shattering the super black woman myth. Empowering, educating, educating, and encouraging sisters everywhere. This is Today's Black Woman with Jennifer Kent. Monique Greenwood is author of the book, Having What Matters. I have written a book to speak uniquely to our own experience as black women. And I think that there are some, uh, some commonalities that we share. For example, I think that many of us are definitely caught up in trying to be um, the, the super black woman. And uh, we really, uh, we are the givers, we are the nurturers. And that may not be the case with our white counterparts. Um, we tend to, I, mean, I think that with our white counterparts, there's a sense of entitlement that perhaps black women, certainly a certain generation of black women, older black women, don't seem to have. You know, we're always the ones who are giving. Sometimes we don't think we're worthy of receiving. But we are. This is Today's Black Woman, and I'm Jennifer Kim. Selling slack, selling, selling slack. Selling slack, selling, selling slack. Selling slack. Hey everyone, we're back. We're back. And um, I am here with my guest, Miss Brenda Darcel Harris Lee. <laughs> and we have been talking about history here in Sacramento. And we are on Facebook Live selling Sacramento on the radio. And if you just want to have the conversation about home ownership, you want to map out a plan, see what things that you need to do to position yourself to become a homeowner, or maybe you have a property that you need to sell, give us a call on our home buyer hotline at 916-509-7100. 916-509-7100. We were going to open up the phone lines. Um, I want to address a couple of comments that are being made on the Facebook Live page where um, someone is saying thanks for your show not sure where you're getting your information from prop 13 has seen businesses pay less tax than individuals in some instances I pay more tax than Amazon on my property that's a billion dollar company the new proposition will not raise property taxes on California individual Um, then he put a link on here so you know if it weren't going to benefit somebody else they wouldn't bother changing it we need to leave Prop 13 in place where it is. If somebody, and, and this is, there's a scripture in the Bible that says the rain falls on the just and the unjust. We need to take care of the masses. If somebody else benefits from taking care of the masses on a greater level, do we throw the baby out with the bathwater? I have no idea of guy, you know, his a billion dollar company how, how do you compare how do you throw in Amazon into the argument when we're talking about property taxes you can't argue from extremes we're talking about everyday working class people we're talking about the elderly that they've been in their house for 20 30 years at a set t- property tax rate and if they have to move or get pushed out. There are some counties, I think there's only six or seven counties in the state of California that allow an elderly person, if they sell their home, for their property tax to be grandfathered back in with them. 
And I think El Dorado County is one of those. They mm-hmm. may or may not have changed that. So if they, if you sell your home, you're, you're 60, 70, 80 years old, and you've been in the home 20, 30 years, your property tax base, you maybe you're paying five or $600 a year, or maybe even $1,000 a year. But if you move to El Dorado Hills, your property tax base is going to change. It's going to jump. It's going to go higher. And if you are at that point of of 55 plus, you're living on a set income. And you can't afford for your taxes to go that high because you have to downgrade because you bought this big house when you were raising your kids. Now everybody's gone. You should be able to live a life where you can downgrade, move somewhere off in the country if you so choose, in a one story that you can afford without having to absorb an exuberant tax base. And so some counties in in California allow that. If Prop 13 is changed, that base will go up and it will hurt the elderly. So Guy, um, someone else had a comment on here, Omega Brewer, you guys are arguing from extremes and I'm not going to entertain those arguments. I'm talking about the masses. I'm talking about humanity. Find another way. There's a solution for everything without hurting the masses. If you'd like to call in, if you want to call in and argue, I advise mm-hmm. that you don't. But if you'd like to call in and talk to Miss Brenda or myself about the history or our topics today, you may have a few minutes to give us a call at 916-921-5333. 916-921-5333. Dosti said you better make it quick. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be off the air in about 10 minutes or less here. It says 149. Okay, he gave us six minutes, you guys. So I want to wrap things up. I wanted to make sure I address that. I don't argue from extremes. I don't get involved in things like that. I'm looking at making sure the masses are being treated fairly and taken care of. So if you are um, against... Uh, keeping Prop 13 where it is, that's your opinion. And we can still be friends and I will still love you. But I'm on the other side of that. And so back to Miss Brenda Darcel Harris Lee. <laughs> well, <clears throat> you mentioned El Dorado County. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's important to know that El Dorado County, of all places, played an important part in um, helping blacks to uh, own property and to gain rights during the 1800s. They helped. They helped. Wow. Yes. Um, El Dorado County had a strong Surprise. presence <laughs> in what was called the California Colored Conventions. Oh. And the California Colored Conventions sent delegates to uh, conventions in 1855, 1856, and 1865. Nancy Gooch, who I mentioned lived in Coloma, was their representative and was a symbol wow. of black community from El Dorado County back uh, in the new free state of California. So again, you look back and you you look, you know, you have to roll it forward, but you see that all along, way back then, there Mm -hmm. were blacks who were um, championing property rights Mm -hmm. and working on behalf of black people to be able to own land. So do you hear that, (coughs) listeners, (laughs) KDEE? Do y'all hear that, family? We are so much deeply embedded in parts yeah. of Sacramento where we kind of feel like we don't even belong. Exactly. And that feeling is intentional. They've created these boundaries to make us feel like we're outsiders to places we created. Yeah. Yep. So so I'm I'm hoping that this information is empowering for you. 
I just so happen to be one of those people where when you tell me, and I know I'm not rare, I'm one of those people that when you tell me I can't do something, <laughs> guess what I'm going to go and do? Yep. I'm going to go do the very thing that you tell. So there are not very many people who, do, they just don't even bother telling me I can't do it. <laughs> she, she gonna... I've been one of those since <laughs> I was a child. Right? Yes. Yeah. Don't tell yeah, me I absolutely. can't do it because now i got to go do, do it. Do it. I have to figure <laughs> out a way. Yes. Just to make sure you know that I'm un unstoppable but we are all unstoppable we all have that genius within us we we come from a people who are we're survivors we're mm -hmm. beyond survivors we create mm -hmm. we, and we invent we're inventive yes there used to be years ago there was an exhibit in the um, Empire State Building in New York City. Do you want uh, to try to take a call before you? Oh, okay. You want to do that? All right. okay. Yes, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. We're doing quick. All right. Okay. Grab your headphones over there. Oh, okay. Yo, hello. 97.5 FM. Yes, I just called to say thank you, ladies. You're welcome. <laughs> who who are we talking to? Uh, this is uh, Day Day. I'm just riding around doing hey, work Day -Day. right now, but it's very. It's very informative information. It's a lot of um, empowering information. I am looking to buy a home as well. So, awesome. Um, I'm just calling to let y'all know I'm tuned in, and I appreciate it. Thank, Thank you, Dana. Thank you. Great we appreciate call. the call. Yes. Thanks. Bye-bye. So you were saying? Um, lost my thought. Washington. Oh, in, Was <laughs> in New York. In New, New York. York. Yeah, there was a, um exhibit inside the Empire State Building that went from almost top to bottom that was all about what black people had invented. Mm. And you could walk around the walls. And I mean, that's how many black people, inventors there were, wow. that it covered the walls inside the Empire, inside the, uh, Empire State Building. It was Another pretty call. amazing. Yep. All right. Dusty won't let us take no. the call. Dusty! Oh, no. Okay. Okay. He said, okay. Here we go. <laughs> 97.5 FM. Hi. You, were you guys discussing um, home buying? We were briefly. This is the Selling Sacramento show. Did you have a question about that? I have a question about manufacturing home um, home buying. Can you give me some details on that? You know, um, we are actually coming to a close, and that is, um, can, I, can, can I give you a number to call, and then we can talk about it in greater detail? Absolutely. Okay. The number you want to call and just ask for me, it's 916-509-7100. And I'm Key, K-E-E, 916-509-7100. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You're welcome. You too. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's pretty exciting to be able to go into a place like that, a space like that, to see where they've preserved all of those memories of contributions that we've right. made. And I don't think that it's there now, but... Um, Again, you can Google and just start, if you start Googling inventions by African Americans, I do this kind of stuff all the time because mm -hmm. it helps me, it helps inform me for my tours. Yeah. If you start Googling, you would be surprised at all of the things that we have invented, created, mm -hmm. established, been a part of. Right. Um, and it, it crosses every industry that you could think of. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope that you've enjoyed our guest today, oh, Ms. Brenda Darcel Harris. It's been a pleasure having you here. Brenda Darcel Harris <laughs> Lee. You got one of those long names. Um, and I, I hope that um, you've all gotten something from this today and been empowered and encouraged because that's the purpose of this show. We, If we know where we come from, we know where we're going. And we were meant to be great. So... 
Tune in next Wednesday, same bat station, same bat time. You are listening to 97.5 FM KDEE. I am Agent Key, and we are selling Sacramento. Family, you heard? Valentine's Jam 2-0 is going to be fun. Saturday, February 15th at Thunder Valley Casino. 